Amen. Take your Bible this morning or one of the ones in the pew rack in front of you and find 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And when you find 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you'll also uh, mark it and find Romans chapter 12. We're going to be working on both of those today. Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. We'll begin in Romans, then go to 1 Corinthians But we'll we'll be referring to both of those throughout uh, the message. If you can mark both and be able to flip back and forth, that'll be wonderful. We're still talking about this idea of I love my church. And this is week three of a five-week series on this topic. And today we're talking about love by serving. I love my church, love by serving. And today I want to talk to you about something that is so interesting to me. In fact, to be quite honest with you, I'm amazed by it. Uh, it's not new. Uh, it's been in the Bible all along. Um, but as far as my own Christian life and Christian experience, this is probably one of the newest things that I've learned. Uh, I'm sure that it was brought up and taught while I was growing up in church. And uh, the blame probably lies with me, not them. I was probably goofing off the Sunday they taught that in Sunday school or the preacher preached that um, I I did some of that growing up. None of you do that, but uh, I I would sometimes goof off and and get in trouble. And my mother would give me the look and you know how that works. But um, I don't remember much about this growing up. And I'm talking about the idea and the topic of spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts. And I told you, if you were with us at the opening of this series of messages, uh, that Christians have superpowers. And if you're a Christian, you have at least one superpower. Now, you can't fly and you can't spin a web or spit ice or fire necessarily, unless you eat something really spicy or whatever. But uh, you do have a supernaturally given gift, uh, something that God has given to you and he wants you to use it. He wants you to know all about it. So if you look with me at Romans chapter 12 first, and I'm going to be reading from my copy of the scripture. If you'll follow along in your Bible, Romans chapter 12, again, reading at verse 3. And read through verse 8. Then we'll put our finger there and go to 1 Corinthians 12 and read a set of verses there. Romans chapter 12, begin reading at verse number 3. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body... But all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, if you'll mark that one and go to that first Corinthians 12 passage, we're going to read verse one and then verses four through eleven. First Corinthians chapter 12, begin reading at verse one, first Corinthians 12, one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So just stop for a moment and look up here. If you're wondering, does God want you to know about these things? Well, there it is. I don't want you to be ignorant about these things. Now drop down to verse 4, please. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. 
And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. If you'd like to underline in your Bible, that's a good phrase to, to underline. Uh, given to each one for the profit of all. Each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit. And you notice their capitalization. This is the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but one and the same Holy Spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, today, as we talk about spiritual gifts, I want you to do a little pretending with me. And I don't know if you can still pretend or not, but I want you to pretend with me that we are photographers. We are photographers and we're going to be taking some photographs together. Anybody into photography here? You enjoy photography? Okay, two people here enjoy photography. Three. All right. That's kind of old school there, boys and girls. That's a 35 millimeter camera. Uh, we didn't have them on our phones because we didn't have a phone. And so uh, we take the camera out and uh, that's 35 millimeter film. If you're wondering, we used to put that in the camera. I, I was trying to think how many uh, of those I shot. I was on your book staff in school and I was the photographer at times and man just went through the 35 millimeter. But we're going to pretend that we're photographers today. We're going to take three pictures of the spiritual gifts. And I wish we could take more than three pictures. We could actually fill a whole photo album full of, full of things concerning the spiritual gifts. But we only have time for three pictures. And so we're going to take three pictures today of spiritual gifts. And I'm going to tell you which shots we're going to take. And then we'll shoot them one by one. First of all, we're going to take a wide angle shot. A wide angle shot. And so we're going to look at a very broad way uh, what the Bible teaches about spiritual gifts and cover some of the basics when it comes to spiritual gifts. Then after we take our wide angle shot, we're going to zoom in and take a close up. We're going to zoom in and take a close up and talk specifically about some of these uh, spiritual gifts. And then finally, before we go home, God willing, we're going to take a favorite uh, shot of millions of people today. We're going to take a selfie. We're going to talk about uh, this idea of taking a photograph of ourselves. So let's go ahead and jump in there and look at the wide angle shot. And I want to talk to you broadly about this whole idea of spiritual gifts, because maybe it's brand new to you. Maybe you've never heard about a spiritual gift. Maybe you didn't know there were even spiritual gifts. And so we want to jump in here and look at these passages together. Now, several things that I want you to note about this particular photo uh, that we're shooting today, this wide angle shot. I want you to notice that every believer is in the picture. Every believer is in the picture. Now, be honest, when you're in a group photo and they take that group photo and you get to take a look at the group photo, maybe it's posted on Facebook, maybe it's in the yearbook, maybe it's printed out in the old fashioned way. When you're in a group photo and they say, hey, look, here are group photos. But to be honest, who do you look at first? Be honest about it. Yeah, you look for yourself, don't you? You look to see, was there anything in my teeth? Did I have my, my shirt on correctly? You want to look at yourself. And the good news is, be encouraged, Christian, because you're in this picture. Every Christian is in this picture. You, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you have at least one spiritual gift. Now, several, many people have more than one spiritual gift, but every Christian has a spiritual gift. First Corinthians 12 again. 
Did you notice verse seven? But the manifestation of the spirit that is the Holy Spirit is given to each one. Each one, everybody that's a Christian for the profit of all. Verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually. So every Christian is in the picture. Every Christian gets a spiritual gift. Listen to this. Jot this reference down. First Peter 4.10. First Peter 4.10. It says, as each one has received a gift. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So listen, if you're a Christian here today, you've received at least one spiritual gift. Now, if you're not a Christian today, then I need to talk to you about a different gift. And it's the gift of God. It's the gift of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. We've all done wrong. We cannot save ourselves. There's nothing we can do within ourselves to get us back into a right relationship with God. Because of our sin, we're separated from God. We're headed to a horrible place called hell. But the Bible says that God so loved us, he sent his son to die upon the cross, to shed his precious blood. And Jesus came and he lived as a perfect God, perfect man joined together. And he laid down his life on an old cross. He shed his precious blood. He was buried, but he rose again victorious the third day. And because he lives, you can live and I can live. And the Bible says if you'll recognize that and you'll turn from your sin, you'll say, I don't want my sin anymore. And you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says you will be saved. So I want to extend to everybody, first of all, the gift of eternal life. That's found only through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would encourage you today, if you've never trusted Christ, to do so. But if you've done that and you're born again, you've been given not only eternal life, you've been given a spiritual gift. And so the question is, preacher, what is a spiritual gift? Well, the the shortest, I guess, and the most succinct definition I could find in my study was Charles Ryer. He said this. It's a God given ability for service. It's a God given ability for service. That's a spiritual gift. Now, you have a handout on your road. Did you find your handout yet? We're going to use that. There's a definition or two on it. Gene Wilkes gives the definition there. If you want a little bit more uh, verbiage in yours, I want a longer definition. Look at that italicized one right after the first paragraph. He says there a spiritual gift is an expression of the Holy Spirit. In the life of believers, which empowers them to serve the body of Christ, the church. And so there's a little bit longer definition. That's the whole idea of a God given ability, a God given gift that God has given to you personally to serve the body, to serve the church, to serve others. Now, listen, these are not natural abilities. These are not natural talents. They're not even learned skills. Now, God will. Probably and and usually and sometimes will use some of your natural giftings and your natural skills and your learned abilities to complement, complement and coincide with your spiritual gift. But it's not the same. And so I think about my own life. They tell me that when I was young, uh, a little boy, I mean, really little, you know, I would get in the living room at Thanksgiving or Christmas time, Christmas time at my grandma's house. And I'd get up on a stool and I'd gather them around, make them listen to me. And I would be up there talking. And, and that would be a natural personality thing. And that would be something that I guess I, I was born with that. Uh, the sad thing was they couldn't understand me. Because honestly, I had a speech impediment and I had speech difficulty. 
And uh, I don't know the medical term behind all of it, uh, but I, I'm, I'll just tell you what they told me. They said, you've got a lazy tongue. Now, no jokes, please. Some of you are thinking, well, you've made up for it since, but I had a lazy tongue. So I had to have speech therapy and go through all that. And so I had some of those things in my life. Maybe I could get in front of people and, 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 and talk to people and all. But that's not a spiritual gift. But God has used that in to complement a spiritual gift and to work alongside a spiritual gift. See, a spiritual gift is a God-given ability. I didn't have a spiritual gift at that point. Why? Because I hadn't been saved yet. You see, it's a difference. I want you to notice there's a difference. So notice, that when you look at this wide-angle shot that every believer is in the picture. But notice, secondly, the Holy Spirit is handing out the gifts. The Holy Spirit is handing out the gifts. This is such an important truth for you to realize. Why? Because you don't seek certain spiritual gifts. You don't pray seeking a certain spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit has handed these gifts to you. The Holy Spirit has placed these gifts within you. If you notice, we read in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Why? As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, verse 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Uh, did, you, did you notice in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11, it says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He, that is the Holy Spirit, wills. So what I'm saying is this. It's not up to you to choose your gift. It's not up to me to choose my gift. God, the Holy Spirit, has chosen these gifts for us. And He chose a gift for you, Christian. So there's no room here for pride to say, Well, look at my gift and look at, look at that gift over there. No, God gave you that gift. And there's also no room for jealousy, because what often happens, it seems, is people look at people's uh, gifts and say, I wish I had that gift. I wish I had her gift. No, God gave you the gift he desired for you to have. And it's perfectly suited for you. And God wants to use you and use the gift that he's placed in front of you. Now, I want to share here when it comes to this idea of spiritual gifts. I want you to notice what Ken Boas said. I'm going to use some of Ken Boas material today. Uh, he wrote a big book I had in, in uh, seminary, in a master's class, 500 plus pages, but probably one of the best books called Conform to His Image. And I went back and studied some of the things he taught us about spiritual gifts. But here's what he said. Spiritual gifts may be given at the moment of regeneration, the moment a person is saved. God gives you a spiritual gift, but they may lie undiscovered and dormant for a long period of time. In other words, Christians, they're saved. They're on their way to heaven. They've been gifted But they've not discovered their gift. They've not deployed their gift. They've not developed their gift. They're not using their gift. They may not even know they have a gift. But I want you to know that you have a spiritual gift. And perhaps you're here today and that describes you. You say, well, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, great. You're here. And I believe you're here by divine providence. And God wants you to know why. Because he said in that passage you read, I don't want you to be ignorant about these things. I want you to understand spiritual gifts. So as you look at it from this wide-angle shot, notice every believer's in the picture. The Holy Spirit's the one <clears throat> that's handing out the gifts. And notice, thirdly, that the individuals are satisfied, the group is edified, and God is glorified. Now, I have to give credit, that's Boaz as well. But let's think about it. The individuals are satisfied. Christian discovering and deploying your spiritual gift brings great satisfaction. Uh, it brings purpose. It helps bring purpose to your life. It helps to bring clarity to your life. It helps to bring joy and fulfillment to do what God has called you to do and what God has equipped you to do. 
and what God has given you a gift to do. Um, it'll help you in making decisions in life. We have to make some of those big decisions in life concerning how we spend our time and thus how we spend our life and where we're going to spend our time and where we're going to spend our life. If we know how God has gifted us, it helps to bring some clarity to our decisions. You know, there are so many things you could do, but what has God gifted you to do? What has God placed within you that he wants to use for his glory? And so if you'll discover and deploy, develop your spiritual gifts, it brings great satisfaction and joy and clarity to your life. Secondly, the group is edified and the group, of course, is the body of Christ, the church. And edify is just a big fancy word that means to build up. It helps to build up the church. You see, the use of spiritual gifts is not to say, well, I got a gift. Look at my gift. Look at my gift. No. The purpose behind a spiritual gift is to benefit the body of Christ. Listen to Ephesians 4. I'll read just three verses. Ephesians 4, 11, 12, and 16. Ephesians 4, 11, 12, and 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? Verse 12. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. Then Ephesians 4, 16 says this. From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies... According to the effective working by which every part does its share, just like our body is made up of many different parts. It's all working together. Here's what it says. It causes the growth of the body for the edifying, the building up of itself in love. And so your spiritual gift is not to hoard and say, look at my gift. It's mine, mine, mine. No. The gift is to be developed and deployed for the benefit of the body. So the group is edified. And finally, God is glorified. The main purpose of spiritual gifts in our lives, and by the way, the main purpose of our lives is to glorify God. We find that in, uh, listen to 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now listen, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do as the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so as we are exercising our spiritual gifts, God is glorified. And that's the main goal behind it. God is glorified and the body is edified. And thankfully, we're blessed, too, because we're satisfied as we're doing what God has called us to do. Well, we have taken the wide angle shot. Now it's time to zoom in. And take a close-up. Don't you love close-ups? Close-ups show a lot, don't they? That's why they offer you that service. If you'd like to pay us extra money, we'll brush paint on you and do all kinds of stuff to make you look better. But we're going to look at a close-up today. And I want you to look again at your handout. At your handout. We're going to zoom in and see some of these individual gifts and how they operate. Now listen. On that passage, on that handout, you're given the passage of Scripture we're talking about today. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. You can go back and read that. Now, these don't deal with the sign gifts. The sign gifts are healings and miracles and speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues. There are varying beliefs about them. We will study those when we get to that point in our study on Wednesday night. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're going to answer the question, are sign gifts uh, valid for today? But these deal with some of the regular gifts, if you will, some of the more um, well-understood gifts. And I want to walk you through these gifts. Now, listen, when you look at 
uh, list of gifts, the definitions could be slightly different because we don't have a glossary in the particular book of the Bible that says here's the definitions. This is what someone's taken uh, the scripture. They've written out kind of a basic idea of what these gifts are. And everyone's a little bit slightly different when they define them. But this is going to be a good idea. And I want you to notice that after every definition, there's a scripture passage. Now, here's what I want you to do. I know you can read that on your own, but I want to walk you through it. Why? Because I want you to listen as we're reading through it and see if any of these sound like you. Because maybe you're just beginning this whole journey of exploring your spiritual gift. And maybe you say, well, I'm not sure. Well, as I read through these with you today, and we're going to read fast, but see if this, any of these say, you know what? That sounds kind of like me. All right. Look at the gift of leadership. Leadership aids the body by leading and directing members to accomplish the goals and purposes of the church. Leadership motivates people to work together in unity toward common goals. There's the gift of administration. Persons with the gift of administration lead the body by steering others to remain on task. Administration enables the body to organize according to God-given purposes and long-term goals. Uh, There's the gift of teaching. Teaching is instructing members in the truths and doctrines of God's word for the purposes of building up, unifying and maturing the body. There's the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge manifests itself in teaching and training and discipleship. It is a God given ability to learn, know and explain the precious truths of the word uh, of God. A a word of knowledge is spirit revealed truth. There's the gift of wisdom. Wisdom is the gift that discerns the work of the Holy Spirit in the body and applies his teachings and actions to the needs of the body. There's the gift of prophecy. That doesn't mean you put on a, a big robe and grow a big beard and go out. No, look, the gift of prophecy is proclaiming the word of God boldly. This builds up the body and leads to conviction of sin. Prophecy manifests itself in preaching and teaching. There's the gift of discernment. Discernment aids the body, recognizing the true intentions of those within or related to the body. Discernment tests the message and actions of others for the protection and well-being of the body. There's the gift of exhortation. Possessors of this gift encourage members to be involved in and enthusiastic about the work of the Lord. Members with this gift are good counselors and motivate others to service. Exhortation exhibits itself in preaching, teaching, and ministry. There's the gift of shepherding. The gift of shepherding is manifested in persons who look out for the spiritual welfare of others. Although pastors like shepherds do not care for members of the church, this gift is not limited to a pastor or staff member. By the way, you can have the gift of shepherding and not be a pastor and not be a staff member, but you have a gift to shepherd people and help people. Remember, we're not talking about offices. We're talking about spiritual gifts. There's the gift of faith. Faith trusts God to work beyond the human capabilities of the people. Believers with this gift encourage others to trust in God in the face of apparently insurmountable odds. There's the gift of evangelism. By the way, that doesn't mean that you don't have to evangelize. You don't have the gift of evangelism. We're all called to evangelize, but some are particularly gifted. God gifts his church with evangelists to lead others to Christ effectively and enthusiastically. This gift builds up the body by adding new members to its fellowship. Turn the page over. Apostleship. Now, listen, it's not the office of apostle. Because nobody's qualified for that. Nobody's that old here to have seen uh, Christ. And so this is the gift of apostleship. The church sends apostles from the body to plant churches or be missionaries. Apostles motivate the body to look beyond its walls in order to carry out the Great Commission. Here's one. Service helps. Maybe this is your gift. Those with the gift of service helps recognize practical needs in the body and joyfully give assistance to meeting those needs. Christians with this gift do not mind working behind the scenes. I want you to realize that we're blessed 
There are people working behind the scenes right now or behind the scenes all week that make what we're doing right now possible. See, the body, everybody exercising their gift makes it function. Everybody's gift is not on the platform. Some are behind the platform. Some are downstairs. But everybody's serving God. The gift of mercy. Cheerful acts of compassion. Characterize those with the gift of mercy. Persons with this gift aid the body by uh, empathizing with hurting members. They keep the body healthy and unified by keeping others aware of the needs within the church. It's this gift of giving. Members with the gift of giving give freely and joyfully to the work and mission of the body. Cheerfulness and liberality are characteristics of individuals with this gift. And then the gift of hospitality. Those with this gift have the ability to make visitors, guests, and strangers feel at ease. They often use their home to entertain guests, persons with this gift, integrate new members into the body. Of course, we're all to be hospitable. But imagine if your whole church was just filled with the prophets who are boldly denouncing sin and there were no gifts of hospitality within the body of Christ. There wouldn't be a church very long, would there? You see, we all need all these gifts operating within the... And you have that list and I want you to take it with you. You can study that out. But that's some of the spiritual gifts. And by the way, some scholars think maybe, and I'm kind of with them, we may not even have been given all the spiritual gifts as far as what they are in the Scripture. There might be gifts that we've not been mentioned there. But we've had a wide-angle shot, we've had a close-up, and now it's time for us to take a selfie. Take a selfie. Where you take a picture of yourself. And so we want to turn the camera on ourselves and get personal and talk about how do you discover and deploy and develop your individual spiritual gift. How do you know what your gift is? Well, let me walk you through. Uh, Boa mentioned six suggestions. I'm going to give them to you very quickly here. First of all, there's asking. You need to go and ask the Lord to help you to discover your spiritual gift. He wants you to know what it is. He wants you to use it. So go to him in prayer and say, Lord, I'd like to know. I want to know what is it that you gifted me to do. Then there's awareness. And awareness is the idea of becoming aware of what the Bible says about gifts. After each one of those gifts, there's a scripture passage. You can begin going and exploring what the Bible says about those particular uh, gifts, looking up those passages. Then there's aspiration. And this is the idea that, you know, God is not committed to your misery. God is committed to your joy. And he's gifted you and wired you and uh, made you the way he has and gifted you the way he has. And so just ask yourself this question, what would you like to do? Now, this is not the only test. This is not a foolproof test, but many times it's amazing to see how God will gift us and wire us and make us like he wants us to be. And so say, what is it that you like? What, what interests you? What would you like to do? The aspiration. And then it's very important to move to activity. So what do you mean by that preacher? Well, I mean this. Just start serving. Start trying some things out. You don't have to be an officer of this church in order to start serving. Jump in and begin exploring and saying, well, you know, I think maybe God has gifted me in this way. So I'm going to start working over here. Maybe you say, well, I think I have the gift of hospitality. You say, well, I'm going to help out. I'm going to help clean up and do these things uh, next time we have something or friend days coming. I'm going to seek to, to do these things. And, and you get done with that. And you say, well, man, that was miserable, which brings us to ability. <laughs> uh, ability says that you're going to see how things are going. Are you improving? Are you getting better? Are you open for feedback? Are you open for counsel? Are you miserable? You see, when you begin exploring, just go in it like this. You know what? I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, it's OK. I can now back out and say, you know what? I don't think that's my spiritual gift. I'm going to try this over here and begin exploring because it's within the body of Christ 
That the spiritual gift is to be used. And the wonderful thing about it is as you move through, there comes affirmation. There's God's affirmation that you receive, but there's also affirmation from the body itself. And so maybe you say, well, I have the gift of teaching. Well, as Adrian Rogers mentioned in his book on uh, the spiritual gifts, he talked about, well, if you get the gift of, of teaching, then um, hopefully a class is going to have the gift of listening. Because if they don't have the gift of listening, not that that necessarily is a spiritual gift, but if nobody comes to your class and you've got the gift of teaching, you might not have the gift of teaching. So there's affirmation. Now, all of this is to be done. And I want you to get this down and understand all this is to be done in love. We've been studying First Corinthians 12. What comes after First Corinthians 12? First Corinthians 13. What's First Corinthians 13? The love chapter. Did you ever relate it to spiritual gifts? Listen to the first couple of verses. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels... But I have not love, I become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. You hear the spiritual gifts there? And though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. One of the keys, beloved, is to do your spiritual gift and exercise your spiritual gift. Uh, with love. Now, by the way, we place these on the back table as you go out to your right. They've been on the website on your members' resources for some time. But this is a spiritual gift survey. We've never done one of these. This is not this is not inspired by God, but wise Christians have sat down and wrote out a series of questions. You can answer the questions, score yourself, and it'll give you an idea of what your spiritual gift may be. For instance, you're to, you know, on a scale of one to five. I have the ability to organize ideas, resources, time, and people effectively. On a scale of one to five, where am I on that? I'm willing to study and prepare for the task of teaching. Now, if, if one is your answer or zero, I don't like studying. And I don't like talking. Then possibly you don't have to get to teaching. But that's just a tool you can use. Well, here's what I'll say to you today. Let me just give you a personal testimony. And we're going to go home. One of the spiritual gifts that God has given me. And I'm sorry I'm speaking my experience, but I, I can't share your experience because I don't know everybody's experience. But one of the main spiritual gifts that God has given me is the gift of teaching. And God placed that gift within me. But it wasn't enough just for him to give it to me. I had to discover it. And I had to deploy it. I had to start using the gift of teaching. Just like I was born with muscles in my body. Let's say we all born with muscles in our legs. There comes a day where we discover that. Hey. I can use my legs to pull up on the couch and I'm standing now. And I began to develop those muscles as a child, right? And I moved from pulling up to maybe climbing and then I'm walking around and then eventually I develop them enough. I'm running and then I'm climbing into everything and I'm a nightmare for my parents. But anyway, uh, I, I develop I develop those muscles. And just like that in the Christian life, you've been given a gift and you discover it. and You begin using it, but you keep developing it. So when it comes to the gift of teaching, I, I, I developed it and I continue to develop it. And so you'll find that I, I still study in my library, the large section dedicated to preaching and teaching. And I go to conferences and I go to classes and I read articles and I want to develop that gift that God has given to me. Just like you need to develop your gift. I imagine some of the gift of hospitality. Or the gift of service helps. You might be at home reading Better Homes and Gardens. That would look lovely in the fellowship hall. Man, I'd love to have that in my Sunday school. And you're developing that. And there's an interest and a desire to grow. 
And so I want to challenge you today to discover, if you haven't already, what your spiritual gift is. To begin exploring it, saying, what is it that God's gifted me to do? Take a spiritual gift survey, start trying some things out, pray to the Lord, start looking around, saying, what is it that God's gifted me to do? And discover if you never discovered it. Now, if you've already discovered it, you know what it is. I want to ask you this. Are you using it? Have you deployed it? Are you using it to build up the body of Christ and glorify the Lord? And then you say, well, you know what, preacher, I've discovered it. I'm using it. But let me ask you this. Are you developing it? Are you working on it? Are you seeking to get stronger and and use it more and more for the glory of God and for the benefit of the body? You see, beloved, one of the ways that I love my church is by exercising, using the gift that God has given me. And the way that you can love your church, one of the ways is to use the gift that God has given you to serve the body. Now, listen, he's gifted me. He's gifted you. He's gifted us. And he's brought us together. And we need every part of the body functioning as a body to build up the body and grow the body and and help the body. And so I want to say to you today, let's unwrap our gift and let's put it to work for the glory and honor of God and for the benefit of the body of Christ. Father, thank you for this time. Help us to understand this whole subject of spiritual gifts. Lord, I know some are very early on in their journey on this, and I pray for wisdom for them. Lord, others, they've discovered and they're beginning to deploy and use it. I pray for wisdom and direction, opportunity. that They'll seize the opportunities you give to them. And then, Lord, for those of us who we know what they are and we've deployed them or use them, help us to have a desire to continue developing them. That we can be the very best at these that we can be for your honor and your glory. And may all that we do here, Lord, in exercising our spiritual giftings, may it all be done in love. Because you realize, Lord, it's not about us. It's primarily about you first and then the body. We're going to glorify you and edify the body. So, Father, I pray that you would help us all to be exercising our spiritual gifts here at Red Hill Baptist Church. And we ask this in that name above every name, in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. We're going to sing in closing 416. 416, my faith has found a resting place. And if you are exploring this early on, I encourage you to take one of those uh, gift surveys back there and, and work on that this week. And begin exploring what God would have you to do and what God has gifted you to do. 416, if you need to be saved today, I'll be at the front. You come, share that with us. We'd love to lead you to Christ. But 416, let's stand and sing, my faith has found a resting place. Let's stand and sing.